what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of against the flow this is a podcast for music producers artists creatives entrepreneurs and anyone doing anything extraordinary in life and today we have a very special guest he goes by jake prism and he's in charge of the prism hq instagram and today we'll be talking about some really great things so without further ado let's get into another episode of against the flow All right, we are live with the 33rd episode of Against the Flow podcast with my very special guest, Jake Prism. What's going on, man? Yo, yo, I'm super happy to be on here. It's the first time, first time I've been on a podcast as a guest. Feels weird. We got to give love to other podcast hosts too, you know? (laughs) Facts. Facts. There's not many people doing the podcast grind, but uh, start your own podcast. It's it's super easy. It's super, and it's so much fun. It is fun. Just, you know, just talking to other individuals about, you know, the one thing that we love, which is, you know, which is music. Very fun. Um, yeah. So for anyone that doesn't really know who you are, why don't you give like a little background of like your story, you know, Prism HQ, how that all started? Yeah, 100 percent. So like um, I'm going to say like two years ago, I decided to uh, well, I got a MIDI controller for Christmas one time or um, I don't know, two years ago, and I had no idea how to use it. Um, and because I was into music production, but I didn't know what to do. Um, so I got a MIDI controller and um, I tried plugging it into the wall um, and seeing if it would make any sound. So, so I had no idea what to do. I was really confused. Um, but then I slowly started to learn the basics of production. I actually didn't start out with um, FL Studio or like one of those main dolls. I started out with first. I started out with like uh, one of those, one of those like beat maker apps, and then I started out and then I went and I did this like Windows, these like this like crappy Windows 10 Microsoft Store doll, and then I went to a Kai Professional software, which sucked so bad. I got so pissed off because it was just so hard um, to use. So then I looked up how to make music um, online or on YouTube and um, FL Studio popped up and it looked super nice and super clean. I was like, yo, this is what I need. Um, and so I got FL Studio and just started working on stuff. And uh, and yeah, so I've always been kind of in the EDM scene, like, uh, like a future house producer or whatever. And I was kind of one of those guys um, that was making average future house tracks, hoping to get signed to like future house cloud or future house music. And I'm still a fan of future house, but, um, but like last year, probably October, um, I kind of got bored of the same old genre. And so I started to, I really wanted to get better at production. Uh, so I expanded and, um, you know, I, I, was, I was always making like a little community on my music on Discord. And that's where things mostly started out um, on Discord. I made a little community uh, called the Astrobi Crew. And, you know, that was, those were the people, like the, those were the OGs, like that was the gang. There was about 50 members um, <laughs> in that little server. We were giving feedback and stuff. And so, and so then I realized, you know, I have this potential of making my server big. So, so I was like, you know, it, but it needs to be more than just around that music. So then, you know, I took inspiration from some other music servers and then I was like, you know, I want to make my own um, and make it big and get a thousand members or something like that. And so 
I started working on it like every day at school, like about two hours a day, I was working on this discord server, trying to make it as perfect as possible. Wasn't telling anyone about it. Um, and I was just experimenting. Um, and, and yeah, so then I eventually, you know, released it and about 50 people joined the same people that were on my old server. And then, um, and then it just kind of went up from there. People were really passionate about it. Uh, and then it just slowly turned into this community. Um, and I decided to make a podcast around it called the prison podcast. Um, and the first episode was with, uh, paper skies, uh, Dan, the man, uh, he's very well known in a little, in the little scene, but, um, to a lot of people, you know, they don't really know him or know who he is because he's a very small producer, but, um, but yeah, I started a podcast and it was really crappy. I recorded it with my iPhone on like a mic stand like this. And so you could hear like me breathing into the microphone and it was like really bad. And so, uh, but anyway, but yeah, so it, sl it just slowly started to develop and January, 2020, we made the Instagram account. Um, and just, I just slowly started to get better at content creation and networking and, you know, learning the ins and outs of, um, just the community in general. And, um, and I'm really happy uh, about the progress that we've made so far uh, on Instagram and on discord. You know, we have over a thousand members and we have over like 4k on Instagram and it's slowly going up. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just, you know, really just in the middle of the process, you know, we haven't done anything huge yet, but I think we're well on our way to, uh, to getting a huge guest on there or getting a, big amount of followers or whatever i think we're we're definitely well on our way but that's my five minute ramble on <laughs> the history that was that was the first question god uh yeah yeah that, that that's basically the uh, the summary like i uh, just started out as a regular producer just like the majority of everyone else and i decided to uh take it a different route and start prism mm -hmm. yeah i think it's pretty cool like how you got this idea and you executed and you just kind of like dot your i's and, and cross your t's on the way there i think that you know idea of like perfecting something holds a lot of people back from from yeah, just starting exactly. you know like they have to get this thing perfectly but then i start to notice like when you just do it and figure it out along the way i feel like that is how you kind of start the process of you know starting something great just kind of like how you did where you started it in silence you know like you didn't really tell anybody and and it's more like you let the results and like your actions speak for itself rather than you know yeah the idea of like perfecting something is um you know gary v talks about this all the time it's you're right it, you're exactly right it's holding people back and people are asking me like you know people are sending me over their tracks or they're asking me you know feedback on their instagram account or any hacks they can use. And it's really what I've learned is, you know, you really just got to learn by doing it for two hours a day. Um, and that's how, you know, I've developed such an awesome team and of people that are just interested and just pass as passionate about, about it as me. Um, you know, I'm not paying them anything, you know, all of, all of prism as of now is completely free. We're not paying anyone, anything. We're not making any money. Um, but it's, but right now, you know, we're not profitable and it's just crazy to see the amount of like support and growth. Um, you know, when we haven't done anything, we haven't paid any ads, we haven't like, 
um, we haven't like we haven't paid anybody to do anything for us. It's all been 100% free. And so I think that alone just shows like if you get people together, it doesn't just have to be you like, like you can be the ringleader. But I you know a lot of people are searching for stuff to do besides just their music. And so if you give them a job to do that, they're that they really like, like making tutorials or managing the server, um, all that kind of comes into play. And and yeah, perfecting something, man, it's like, if like when I, I was listening to um, the first podcast I did, um, I was kind of disappointed, honestly, because I was like, it felt really good in the moment. But then I realized how crappy the mic quality was, how awkward my voice sounded and how like shaky it sounded. And like, also, you know, I was chopping it up in the cell studio and I was trying to make it as perfect as possible. Um, but you can't polish a turd. And that's something that I learned because that podcast was an absolute piece of shit. Like it was, it was awful. Um, yeah. And I was trying to perfect it. I was trying to polish it. I was trying to chop it up and layer the music. And, and um, you know, every single word I was saying, I was trying to make it perfect and make it sound good. And it just didn't really work out. Um, but for some people, that's their favorite episode. And it's weird because it just goes to show like, you know, how I went from a normal EDM fanboy producer to from doing these podcasts and, you know, getting bigger guests on, it just shows like the more work you put into it, the farther you're going to get. Um, and if you stay consistent and you just keep doing what you're doing, I mean, you're going to see some success eventually. Yeah. I kind of want to touch on that. Like, how did you make that transition from, you know, making EDM to starting your own podcast? Yeah. I mean, cause I was just, I was just so obsessed with, um, with being the next Martin Garrix, you know? And I think that's, but everyone, a lot of people's main goal is, is uh, at least in the EDM world, you know, in the hip hop world, it's getting a placement or something or collaborating with a huge artist, be becoming the next cash money AP. But it's just, it, it just really depends on like what, what your goal is. My goal was to do that, but I didn't really feel like that was what I wanted to do uh, in the long term. I didn't really want to um, sit in the DAW and just learn serum for hours and hours i just wanted to have fun making music and uh for some reason that kind of took it away like if it if this was going to be my main thing if i wanted to be on stage tomorrowland or whatever um performing in front of thousands of people i had to learn this software that i really wasn't 100 percent committed to for example like in fl studio which is the best best all um you know all ableton users must stop listening immediately because you know <laughs> fl gang for life but but yeah i think um you know i just didn't have that passion for learning all the ins and outs of the doll like other people did i just wanted to make a uh, melody or just have fun with it and that's why i started to you know side t towards hip-hop a little bit more and beat making just because it's so much fun i mean you can spend 15 minutes on money on an idea say it's done and then just start working on a different one completely new sound com completely new sounds completely new project so so yeah that's i mean i just didn't have that passion like other people do other people were like dude you're insane you know your music was really good and i think you could have done a lot with that but to be honest if you're not passionate about something um, in the long term it, it's just not really going to work out if you're not 100 percent committed yeah yeah that's facts i mean um 
I think like if you're not like 100% committed to what you're doing, then over time it's going to start to feel like work and you're eventually going to burn out from it. Exactly. Exactly. That's why, you know, that's why I spend like five hours, five to six hours a day working on prism. Um, it's just because not that I feel like it's an obligation, but I enjoy doing it. Like I enjoy locking myself in my room and just working on this for hours and hours and hours without eating, without like going outside. Like I, I enjoy it. And I think if you don't enjoy that, if you don't have that same passion for music production. Um, then I think, you know, you should really reflect on, you know, okay, well, what do I want, what do I want to do? Even if I like music, you know, do I really want to be doing this? Um, if I'm not hundred percent passionate for it, like, for example, I think some, I forgot who was talking about this, but you know, if you're not waking up every day and you're like, man, I'm really excited to make beats. I'm really excited to work on this. You know, the chances are in the long term, it's not really going to work out or you're not going to be happy. Um, so that's why I've really pushed people, you know, if you don't, if you want to do something different, like I did, like start a podcast or be a manager or run a label or like there's thousands of different opportunities besides just being that one Martin Garrix or, you know, chasing placements 24 um, seven, then, you know, I would hundred percent just commit to something that you're really passionate about. Yeah. I feel like you kind of have to go through that in order to see what your options are, you know, cause if you're yeah. just starting out in music, like you really don't know what other positions or jobs you have or can contribute to in the music industry. You know, like all you see is, you know, again, like the Martin Garrix or like the cash money APs, like that's the people you see when you're first starting out in production. Yeah, exactly. But then as you go on, um, you know, deeper into like, I guess the rabbit hole, <laughs> then it's like you kind of find like these hidden opportunities and you probably like being like a manager more than a producer or a content creator or like a, like a yeah. marketing person, you know? Right. That, that's why like I look up to uh, like Steven and Drew Cymatics more than I do, more than I look up to like Martin Garrix, just because it like reflects on, it just shows like who I, what I want to strive for um, in the long term, because yeah, I just feel like I talk about this all the time, but I feel like everyone has that same goal to just to chase, just to, you know, get a placement with Drake or, you know, be the next like, um, Avicii or something. It's just, you know, there's only 1% of people. There's only about like 1% of people that are actually going to be at that level. And everyone else is going to have to find something to do unless you are a hundred percent committed to that. You know, if you're about, if you're even 95% committed to that, like you still shouldn't be spending all your time and energy on it. If you, but if you know, that's exactly what you want to be doing, um, then go for it. But I'm just saying like, um, there's a thousands of different routes you can take. Um, you know, like you said, content creation, uh, marketing, you know, the marketing side. Oh my God. It's so much fun. Um, just understanding how marketing works, especially on Instagram and, um, and, you know, discord, discord's awesome. Um, and just all these other different social medias, like the marketing side is almost just as fun as the beat making side or the production side. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I didn't really know how fun a uh, content creation could be because like, you know, just putting out content and seeing it do well, or, you know, maybe not, it's just kind yeah. of seeing like, okay, this works, this doesn't, it's kind of like a game, you know? Right. 
And exactly. It's like it's like a game, but it's so hard to beat. But that makes you want to keep playing the game. Yeah, exactly. Like like there's so many times where I would post something and it would get like you know five six likes, but then I would post like the next piece of content it would and it would get like over a hundred likes or something. You know, it's just kind of fun to see like what works and what doesn't and the progression of your brand with each piece of content you post. You know, speaking on content creation, like what's your approach? Because if anyone were to check out your page, they see that everything is on brand, like the color, like the yeah. text, the symbol, like everything is on brand. So like, what's your whole approach when creating content? So yeah, exactly. I mean, a great example um, is Axel Beats. Shout out Axel Beats. I'll show, I'll, you know, I sh you should link him below and I'll, um, you should definitely check him out if you don't know who I'm talking about. But having it's it's kind of hard to explain without a visual, but that's fine. You know, being super stressed out about how your story highlights look, how your bio looks, or whatever, all that is um, a little more important than I think people um, say it is. Like, for example, people people will be like, you know, it's all about the content. It's all about you know making sure your content looks great. You know, but it, to a newcomer or to just a random visitor on your profile like your appearance your appearance um at first is just in the back of their minds they're already judging you they're already saying is this account worth following are they going to scam me are they trying to you know do they put out crappy content do they know what they're actually talking about um if you have like a really crappy profile picture bio name story highlight covers all that kind of comes into play so yes the content is 90 percent of it but the extra like five percent of it that the extra boost will really make your follower conversion rate a lot higher um just because like as you know having an aesthetically pleasing profile um just makes people want to follow you for some reason it's just kind of in our it's just kind of like locked in our brains like you know someone's putting out really good content but their profile looks like crap you're less inclined to follow them for some reason um i don't really know why that is but on content man it's like it's all about one consistency and obviously being unique and standing out. Like um, having a good color scheme is one of the best things you can do. Um, it doesn't really necessarily matter uh, in the short term. Like you can post a meme and it can do fine. You can post content with a completely different color scheme, but in the long term, it's going to be really beneficial because when people see your posts, they're automatically going to know who it is. And that's important. Um, because then they'll, you know, then they'll, I mean, that's what, that's what branding is like, you know, what, what do people think about you or your profile, um, on Instagram? That's really what it all comes down to. So if you have a good color scheme, if everything looks really nice, um, and you have good content, like, and the actual, um, content itself, um, is good. I think you're going to start to see a lot of success. People are, people complain, like, you know, I don't have any followers on Instagram, um, because, because, you know, I, I post content, it doesn't do well. Um, I post my music, no one likes my music. Well, the problem is there's so many people who are posting and there's so many producers who are posting their music, like the chances of someone actually listening to your music for more than two seconds, or, uh, unless it's like a really nice post, whatever, um, or like actually caring about your music when you have 50 followers it's, it's very 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 small so my suggestion to um 
producers is make content like everyone else is doing, but add your flavor to it. Like, um, and then start promoting your beats because you want to build an audience and then give out what you're making. Like kind of hard to explain, but, um, definitely check out Axel beats. He's a great example of this. He's, he's been making content, um, for producers, but he, but then, you know, he grew up to like 11 K and he grew faster than so many people just from posting really nice content consistently with a nice color scheme, making it look nice and branding it well. Um, you know, he was able to get 11 K followers. Um, and you know, 11 K followers, that's a pretty decent amount compared to a lot of people. So he already has that audience is what I'm trying to say. Like if you don't have an audience, it's hard to put your stuff out and to get a good reaction from people. Like if you don't have an audience around your music or if you don't have any eyes to put it, uh, in general, it's like really, really hard to get your music heard, um, or to get people to check it out and support it. So yeah, that's basically my take on content creation just be consistent and um and you know create create a crap ton of content post every day you know just to piggyback off of what you said like in the beginning i don't think your main focus should be the whole color scheme thing yeah but i feel like that's one of the things that you should take into account after you are starting to kind of realize what you want your brand to represent like kind of like a trial and error type of thing you know right exactly for me like when i first started i was just posting random stuff and calling it you know documenting my process or you know content but it wasn't until i had like a more i guess like clear direction of where i wanted to take my content it's when i kind of started to experience more growth but, you know, at the same time, I'm still also learning, you know, what can I improve on, you know? Right. And that and that's crazy. If you compare like a post from four months ago compared to a post now, you'll you'll see the change and the quality difference. Um, like it's 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 crazy how how much different your content will look after a while. And. Um, and and you don't really necessarily honestly you shouldn't worry about documenting your process because you're already doing that with your music uh with with what you're posting and uh even like this podcast like i know people are like you need to document your process or whatever and i get that it it is very important um and it's really awesome if you can look back and see what you've done but if you worry about that too much i feel like it's not the best for you. I feel like you're already doing that. So you really shouldn't worry too much about that. You know? Yeah. 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 I started to like kind of notice that when I post more, then I get to see like the visual, the post from four months ago to currently, you know, like you see that documentation, right. like the process of exactly of your, you know, progression. It happens without even you like realizing it, like you're doing it. And you're not even trying to do it. It's just part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. So one question I want to ask is where do you see Prism like five years from now? That's a really good question. I mean, I ask this like almost every day. Um, and it's, it's kind of ingrained in my mind for some reason. And I'm so glad you asked this because I could go on for hours talking about this, but, um, but I'm not obviously, but <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's interesting because 
we started out as a 50 member discord server very very crappy podcast and um very very like not basically nobody knew about us at all besides a couple people on discord that we just happened to pick up online so going from that to um you know a a podcast with a a decent follower base um 4000 followers on Instagram and interviewing like big guests like guests that I've been looking up to personally like from a marketing standpoint from like for like a year now uh like like Legion Beats um shout out Gabe uh, Curtis King um and just so many other people Larry O like you know the fact that I've been I've had the opportunity to interview these people um it's just really just mind-blowing so and that's only been we, we're not even a year old so i don't know man five years it could be really good it could be nothing like we could we could have i mean something could happen we could just stop um or i could start something else or i might lose the passion for it or like it's really hard to decide but ideally um if i have the same passion for it and i really want to continue doing this um you know cymatics is only about five years old too so um, you know, I, I like to compare myself to cymatics all the time, you know, no hate to cymatics are awesome. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, it's going to be interesting. The ideal situation, like my, my dream goal for five years is we have, um, obviously over a hundred, around a hundred to 200,000 followers on Instagram. You know, we have a good following on YouTube too. Um, a good active a good a good fan base like around the podcast itself um and we're finally starting to be one of those bigger brands that you see like cosmic academy they're pretty big so i probably wouldn't compare myself to them but just bigger brands in general um i would definitely love to see that happen um and just show that you know it went from a bedroom podcast with an iphone um with about two listeners to you know a huge brand um that would you know like a huge website or that, that's the ideal situation like a website like a sample pack website uh podcasts blogs merch just a steady community around it i think that's the main goal um just building a community around the around the podcast and around the content and stuff yeah i think it's it's pretty important to realize that in a less than a year like you're able to build a small community you know, starting yeah. from nothing. And I think it's it's pretty cool seeing like the progression of something grow, you know, like like how like you are. Because um, I get excited, you know, I, with the chase of, of growing something yes, versus exactly. end result, you know. Because mm -hmm. I feel like if you have one end goal, like if you spend like all your life as a producer chasing a placement or, you know, chasing this and that, I feel like, after you reach that goal, it's kind of like what's next. But then in this type of space, I feel like the the chase is endless, you know, like there's no cap to your growth there or anything, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, the chase, the process, like that's what Gary Vee likes to call it. Um, do you watch Gary Vee? Do you know, do you know who he is? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I listen to him yeah. pretty heavy. <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah. So yeah, you'll understand a lot what I'm talking about, but but yeah, it's it's about the process, not really the end result. Um, because once you're done with the end result, you know, 
it's just like, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a feeling of emptiness and just like, wow, what do I do now? Like, um, you just lose the drive. And so, um, you know, my advice to people trying to start out either on Instagram or just get their music heard, their beats sold or whatever, uh, I would honestly just enjoy sucking, enjoy like being really bad because one day you'll be really good and you'll look back and you'll be like, wow, you know, I've, I've gone so far. Like, um, you know, the first podcast that I ever made, it's, it's like, or the first, let's just say the first track I ever made, um, compared to the second track, like a remix I did, um, you know, just comparing yourself to, um, just to see how far you've gotten, um, is important. Stop comparing yourself to the top dogs because, you know, you're going to eventually lose motivation because you feel like, and this has happened to me all the time. Like I compare myself to, you know, the bigger brands and the bigger podcasts. And I just kind of get kind of like, I get down because I, I'm like, man, you know, I, I wish I was as good as them, but you know, um, they all started from zero. Everyone starts from zero. And that's something that, you know, nobody really talks about. Everyone starts from literally nothing. Um, so, we, you know, we're all at the same level when we start out. So it's just, it really just depends on your work workflow and your drive and your passion for what you're doing. Um, you know, then you'll start to see some success. If you worry too much about the success or you worry too much about how many followers you get, um, eventually that's going to, it's going to slow you down and it's going to, you know, um, drain your energy. But if you're really passionate about it and you don't really care about your follower amount, as long as you know, you're putting out good content and let's just say five years from now, you know, you get a, over a hundred thousand followers. That's really the mindset you should have. It's about providing the value, creating the content around that and, um, just doing it consistently. This is what I found. All the little tricks and stuff, you know, on Instagram, like all the little like tricks and the hashtags and the mindset stuff, eventually like those, that stuff does come into play, but long-term it's, it's really nothing. It's, it's just about doing it over and over and over again, posting once or twice a day, being consistent, um, you know, making a hundred, I mean, Gary Vee has like a thousand episodes on his podcast and no one was listening, right? Like, didn't he have like a wine, yeah. wine library TV or something? Like he kept going though. Like he didn't stop just because no one was listening. He, he kept doing it because he liked it. He enjoyed it. And so even if, you know, your music get, doesn't get any views uh, or you only get like one positive comment, you shouldn't really compare yourself to those huge producers who are playing shows for thousands of people or getting huge placements. Um, just keep going because one day, you know, you might, you might get there and you'll look back and you'll be like, wow, I've gone so far. And then you'll feel that sense of like, pride and that you know fulfillment i think it's like really important to realize like even the idols that you look up to in the industry they were in the exact same position you were exactly you know, like like they it's like you said they started from nothing and i think the the thing that you you don't see is how much they had to struggle you know before their big break you know like their come up story facts and i think it's it's easy to see somebody succeeding in what they do and think of how they got there, but not really think of like the downside of all the struggles that they had to go through to actually get there. 
you know, like, like they could be producing for X amount of years and, you know, this one beat got a placement that changed your life or this one song just blew up yeah. or like whatever, you know, but like, that's what most people see. Like, Oh, this, this person came out of nowhere, but like, like overnight the success. The, yeah. yeah. But I believe overnight success does exist, but it comes from years and years of, of constant work. Right. The more you work and the better you get, the more luckier you get. That's what, that's what a lot of people say. Um, yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, sometimes it can come down to luck, but you know, you're going to be very, very, very extremely unlucky if your beat is absolute garbage or your track doesn't sound good at all. Um, but all the little things come into play, like your brand, your artist brand, your music, um, the way your socials are set up, you know, your networking skills, all of that. Once you get better at all of that, you're, you know, just the chances of you getting, you just get luckier and luckier as you go. Yeah. Like my take on, uh, on being lucky, it's, it's kind of like hard work meets opportunity, which makes luck. Cause right. you know, if you put in the work and you get noticed by, you know, so-and-so, then it's like your hard work, it cross paths with an opportunity, which gets you to where you want to be. Right. Like having that main vision is important too. Like having an, having a goal um, is different from having a vision, like an end goal or an end vision. Um, you know, your vision should be very, very clear. Um, you know, I like to say, you know, a vision is what future success looks like to you. So, you know, you shouldn't define vision as what everyone else is chasing. Whatever you think, um, you know, you'd be happiest with or what you're most passionate about, that's what you should chase after. Like, um, you know, I'm really passionate about talking to people on, you know, my podcast or doing even doing like this podcast. Like, for example, we're both in our bedrooms. Like you can see my bed right here. I can <laughs> see your bed like right behind you. We're literally both in our bedrooms um, and we're documenting essentially documenting our journey um so like imagine in like two years or like five years um you know you might have an entire studio when you have all of you know the walls you know decked out with with cool stuff and you have you have a cool podcast set up and like all the cool gear and stuff you know but right now i think it's it's the best feeling that you're that we're literally in our bedrooms um doing a podcast it just it's just for some reason it's like a feeling of drive and underground passion and hustle you know it's 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 a really good feeling for for some reason i don't i don't know where i kind of went with that but um having a vision is important because right now if it weren't for that first second third podcast episode i wouldn't be interviewing you know uh legion beats or curtis king larry o uh, maybe even adam ivy like i wouldn't be interviewing those guys um if it wasn't for the first like two to three episodes you know it's just a process and you had just yeah you just got to keep going yeah exactly you know just to kind of touch on what you said like us being in our our bedroom to me that's like really uh powerful because i re remember uh you know like before the whole covid thing happened like yeah. i was working like a nine to five job and uh i would actually sacrifice my lunch breaks to film youtube video like the whole hour you know like i would make a like a like a youtube tutorial you know like cow beats or you know whatever yeah. so yeah so i would like make uh, like youtube videos in my car like like That's you can huge, tell man. I'm, I'm in my car making beats like i don't even have like a like a speaker i was literally just 
doing everything on my laptop, showing like the sound on my laptop. And like my break was an hour. So I would finish filming around like 50 ish minutes. And those last 10 minutes, I still wouldn't eat. I would um, make a TikTok out of it. I would, you know, post it on, on Instagram or something, you know? Um, yeah. And that kind of, that kind of like drive and motivation goes a long way, bro. Like, um, a lot of people will be like, we'll, we'll just make that as an excuse. Well, I have a nine to five job, so I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're doing this. You're, you're sacrificing your entire lunch break, which most people would be, you know, going to Chipotle uh, or Starbucks, but like you're over here in your car on your laptop, making tutorials that no one's watching, but you're still doing it because it's your passion and it's what you're, what you're really, what you really like to do. And I think that's going to be huge. And those are the kind of people that like really succeed after a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's why like for me, I always keep that mindset. Like it's not a matter of if I'll succeed or not. It's just a matter of when, because although I kind of took a break from YouTube, but just like posting, I think during that time uh, I posted over 50 ish videos uh, of just like making beats in my car. Um, yeah. and I even record podcasts in my car too, you know, like on days I'm not making beats. Yeah. Like I remember this one point in time I was posting like four videos on YouTube a week, you know, just like making beats yeah. in my car and, um, sure it was hard, but I feel like once I get to the point where I want to be like looking back, it's going to be really, really rewarding. Yeah, man. It's the same mindset like Gary V had, like, um, when it like you know how we made like a thousand one thousand episodes over a thousand episodes of a of a show um that no one was watching but he did it anyway and uh, and you know that one episode that blew up could give him like I, I don't know what his story exactly was but i just know that he did over a thousand episodes of one of his show just because he liked it so much and you see where he is today with like eight point something million followers on instagram like I mean, he's definitely got that consistency. I mean, he's been doing it for like 10 years or something like that. Um, and so I think that that mindset that, you know, I'm literally in my car making a podcast. I'm literally in my bedroom doing a podcast or I'm in my car making beats or recording a YouTube video. Like that after a while, those stories see like see a lot of success. Um, yeah. Because the majority of people would just be, would just complain or just be like, just make an excuse like, like yo well i don't have a professional microphone like a professional microphone i was literally using my phone and i got 400 people total to listen to it even though it was super crappy um 400 people it was like 400 500 total plays on the first episode which is which is r really weird um but <laughs> but yeah it's it's really just all about solving problems and like the hustle yeah it's so funny that you mentioned it because um, on my podcast, like I think it was just just yesterday, uh, after recording like thirty something episodes, I just uh, passed like the five hundred mark. Hey man, it's it. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea why that blew up the way it did. I blew up five hundred plays, but like um, I I have no idea. I didn't do anything like special. I think it was just SoundCloud or, uh, <laughs> keywords, or maybe it was just because. Uh, Paper Skies has a good fan base behind them. And, mm -hmm. you know, when they see a podcast on any, uh, on their favorite artist, they're definitely going to listen to it. Um, 
even though it's super crappy but but yeah um yeah like i think for me uh, for me i i like the fact that it took me like x amount of episodes to reach a certain number you know because i like the i kind of like the slow growth you know i've Mm -hmm. you know like like the more i got into producing um and like the whole branding and marketing i i've learned to love like slow growth versus like an overnight success or you know that type of thing yeah because then like it it helps me look back on all the times when i i didn't have anyone listening i didn't have anyone like really care about you know my content or like what i'm doing um and to me it just makes me appreciate that uh like 10 times more yeah exactly the slow growth is definitely the way to success curtis king has been doing stuff for like I'm going to say like nine to 10 years um, on YouTube and he just passed 200 K. Um, but then you compare that to Simon Servita who's been doing it for like two years, two to three years. I'm not really sure, but I think much less than that. And he already has like 200 K. So I think um, it's different for everyone and you just have to put your head down and work. The numbers shouldn't really be the main goal. The number is the numbers are really just like a sign uh, of the hard work that you're putting in. Uh, long term yeah yeah facts like it, it shouldn't be like your main focus but it is a good like kind of way to kind of gauge where like you're standing you know like a good um, right like way to kind of see like okay i'm out of this many followers this mm-hmm. small group is actually like a like a fan and not just a follower type of thing you know yeah exactly and and you know when you take your accomplishments for granted, just know that like other people, you know, their main goal might be where you're at right now. Like a lot of people, their main goal is to hit a hundred or is to hit a thousand followers on Instagram, you know, and, um, you know, and I already, I already have that, but I take that for granted every day. Like I think about how can I get 10 K or how can I get 50 K? Um, but you know, thinking about what, what you've already accomplished can motivate you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your own, like you celebrate your own wins. I actually learned like to kind of do that myself because like no one else is going to do it for me. So I, I kind of take pride in like each little, you know, every piece of content, every, you know, YouTube video, every podcast, I, I take it as like one step further to my growth. Mm -hmm. 100% man. Yeah. Um, so just kind of like ending the the podcast, I like to ask uh, my guests like one uh, question. But what do you think sets you apart from the crowd? Um, I don't know. I think it's hard to say I'm super apart from the crowd now because I am kind of mocking a lot of the things other people are doing. But um, you know, Prism wise, like Prism as a brand, why it separates itself a little bit is um is uh networking and the fact that we've been able to reach you know such high numbers and such big guests uh is is really just it just comes down to networking and um content like building a following on many different socials at once is really really stressful sometimes because you have to stick to a schedule like you got to get this guy to do a tutorial for you and you have to make this post and you're late on this and you got to meet with this guy like it can be stressful 
Um, but what sets us apart is really just um, our content and our, and, you know, being transparent to people, not like being as engaging as possible. That's one thing I really suggest to people. Like if you're not engaging with people all the time, you're, you're definitely dying. Like I'm in, I'm in that discord chat, like all the time during the day, just talking to people. And, you know, that's just what builds relationships and what allows people to go back and trust you and trust your brand. Like just talking to people and just having a genuine conversation with somebody, not trying to constantly sell them something or have them check out your beats or whatever. Just having a genuine conversation is literally how we've been able to grow. It's one of the main things I've done that's allowed us to grow so far. Contacting these guys who have literally been on last on the Semmatics podcast, um, you know, hop on my podcast. It's such, it's such an honor, but I think it all comes down to, you know, being a genuine person you know, stop, stop trying to like, I see this all the time. Stop trying to get people to click on your link for once and just have a conversation with them, you know, like, yeah. Um, just ask them how they're doing or like, you know, know what they're trying to promote and just know their audience. It's just, it's just huge. So get good at networking, network, talk to as many people as possible, respond to every comment, you know, you know, chat with people make a discord server honestly because that's one of the number that's basically how we've been able to grow from the start and build a community and a core core fan base like there's a difference between a follower amount and a core community of people and it's just crazy to see how much we've grown um and i'm super excited to reference this in like three years and compare um you know i feel i I know you feel that exact same thing uh, when it comes to this podcast and like your content and everything but but yeah just just get good at networking and um stay consistent awesome man i, I appreciate you being on uh, today's podcast episode dude i'm so happy i was able to hop on as a guest um and i'll definitely make sure to promote it um one really quick plug make sure you follow us on instagram at prison.hq um we'd post lots of content on there um and you know it'd be awesome to see you a part of the gang awesome yeah, so um, yeah, make sure y'all go follow Prism HQ. Uh, a lot of dope content. That's what actually got me to, you know, start following you guys. So, yeah, make sure y'all yeah, follow it, that, bro. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Take care, man. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode and found some value in it. And make sure you go follow Prism HQ on Instagram and check out his content. Check out his page. And again, thank you for listening. And I'll leave you with one last reminder. Today's your day only if you make it. Have a good one.